Welcome to the Vogue Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of the Vogue Podcast. It's Ronald, and today I'll be chatting with professional actor, voice actor, Evan Saba. And you guys <laughs> might know him best as the original, the one and only Brad Vickers from Resident Evil 3. Welcome, Evan. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ronald. How are you doing? I'm okay. You know, I'm just having a good day. Um, did what most people do if they're, you know, I got to work tonight. I got to go work this evening. So I had a good workout today. Um, just tended to some chores, you know, basic stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, what got you into acting? You know, that's, a, I think, personally, an interesting question. Uh, yeah, it's a, but that's a really long answer to some degree, because um, I, I believe acting wasn't my sort of original thought uh, as a as a young person, you know, when people are like, oh, my God, I want to be a fireman, I want to be a police officer, and all these yeah. crazy thoughts. Yeah. But I did, uh, I did have, I did have some early experiences being on stage. Uh, my first performance, I think my mom put me in a community center, and I was R two D two, and I was in a refrigerator box, <laughs> shuffled around the stage. So no one knew who I was, and I think maybe that was kind of a mistake because uh, I'm also a mask actor, uh, which means. Uh, you, you're not it's not that specific it's just that you're wearing a mask and you're doing performance performance style from like mm. you know, hundreds of years ago so i enjoy that and i think that's the reason why as i was in a box and i kind of had to had a little bit of hiding hiding room there but uh, that wasn't the reason why uh just high school i wasn't uh wasn't the strongest student uh in certain areas but i had uh, a teacher who was very interested in me joining her drama class for an early an easy credit. <laughs> so she's <laughs> so yeah. I joined drama class. And then uh, before I knew it, um, because I was a, I was a, like a, a meek, small, bullied child when I was a kid. And uh, I think she recognized that and decided to make me the lead of the school play and just put me out in front of the whole school as yeah. the lead actor of the play. And it was a musical too. So, you know, singing on top of it all. Jeez. If any other actor knows what I'm talking about, singing on stage is even more <laughs> terrifying. Yeah. Um, well, that's how it started. And uh, is that also the reason you got into voiceover? No, voiceover was just um, an extension of the acting. I had an agent and the agent, well, an agency, but I had a specific agent in the agency because it was a you know fairly large agency. There's about three or four agents and, and there was even a voice agent and a commercial agent. Um, and then the voice agent and I were got to chatting and she decided to send me out for some stuff. And I had some early success, I guess, back then. And I started getting like at least demos and some commercial work. And but mainly I was starting to book animations which, or just even mm -hmm. animation demos because a lot of them didn't actually make it to the light of day. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so uh, I, I just had my voice agent send me out for voice auditions. And I, I just went out and I did the same thing as I would try to get. A regular audition on camera just went into the studio auditioned and uh that's how my voice career uh started i guess just with my agency <laughs> yeah so uh, you, were you like taking a break from acting for a while is that uh correct? <laughs> yeah uh i think um after i shot a uh just a few things but i wasn't really having a, a lot of su success i guess and i mm. um 
had some stuff in my personal life that just was like, I, I need to like maybe leave the country and stop acting for a bit. So I left the country, went on a few trips. And then uh, uh, also to when I came back, I, I booked a bunch of stuff and it was doing, I was doing really well. I was booking like um, Lucky Girl and After the Harvest, which were like, I guess, I guess my, my two sort of major, bigger accomplishments in the TV film movie, The Week World. Mm. Uh, but um, uh, after that, I just, uh, my, uh, I think SARS actually were dealing with, with the pandemic now. And I think SARS had come and descended upon Toronto uh, more specifically than mm. the rest of the world. And I remember a lot of American productions were coming up here and uh, agents uh, couldn't get any auditions for their clients and clients started losing their houses. And so it was just a really big mess up here. And I had about two agents quit the business on me. So I just decided to just take a break. And I took about maybe a five-year break from acting mm. period. And now you're kind of returning back. Is that Well, no, I returned back uh, a while ago. But, uh-huh. uh, you know, it's, it's tricky because I was entering it as, a, as an older actor. You know, I'm older than I was. I had taken five-year break. Um, and I was just going up against a, a bunch of guys who've been just, you know, out there hitting, hitting getting balls being thrown at them and going to auditions every week while I was five years off, right? Six years off. Mm-hmm. But when I got back, my very, very, very first audition, I landed COVID affairs as a, uh, as the husband to Piper Parabo's sister. And it was pilot. So I, you know, they were like all whispering, you know, like, Hey, if this gets picked up. You're going to be, you're going to be on the show. So that was a really strange first audition back after six years. I got on COVID affairs got to be in like five episodes uh, nothing major there but it was just it was a bit of fun and, and that, that sort of the ball rolling and i've been back i guess maybe for the last seven years so i feel mm, that's no, amazing. Not, like, not, not just really back it's been about seven years back <laughs> yeah and uh, how did the audition of uh, or the character of uh, of brad came along you know uh, same way, voice uh, voice casting, I think, because I had uh, one or two successes before um, in, in a particular uh, vocal range that they were looking for. And they brought me in for an audition, uh, just the casting director. Uh, none of the you know, Resident Evil people were there. And it was just an audition, basic audition, going into a booth and reading your lines and, mm-hmm. um, and just doing your best to think, do the lines you, what you think you should do them in. You know, if they, it was about more about the vocal qualities, I think, and the the energies, because um, there's always directors that will come and they they, mm-hmm. they feel that they can work with you. And if you got a previous experience a little bit, then they, they feel a bit more confident hiring you. Yeah. So, so they had confidence hiring me, and that's that's why I was hired. Did you know what you was auditioning for? I can't remember. I honestly can't remember if I if I remember that it came across as like, uh, you're auditioning for Resident Evil 3. I, mm. I have a feeling I didn't because, sorry about that. I had a feeling I didn't because I, uh, I just, um, I, I usually get nervous, especially about things that I really like. Mm. Um, so so I, I, I may have just not been that nervous. Um, I just was auditioning and I just was giving it a good go. And, uh, I guess I hit, hit the ball out of the park for them in terms of like the vocal quality. Maybe that's what they were more interested in. Than anything. Yeah. But uh, if I remember correctly, your first appearance or Brad's appearance was in Resident Evil 2. He was zombified, right? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I, see, I think there's like reports or at least there's um, 
there's like at least some credits that are saying that I did the voice of that zombie. Yeah. Um, I don't remember it. And I, and you know, I didn't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I didn't just do Brad. Like uh, the thing is I did do a bunch of the, um, bunch of the soldiers during the opening. Uh, mm. I think I, like I do a bunch of screaming or like, you know, shooting or you want some of this. Mm. I can't remember what I said, but uh, I did a bunch of other like, you know, smaller characters. And then they also got me yeah. to, um, Yes, uh, like some damage sounds. Uh, so like taking damage, like you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So a whole slew of that. We had we had to do a lot of damage stuff. Uh, and then maybe in there, maybe somewhere in there, they were like, I can't, I just can't remember. They may have asked me to do, you know, zombie stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the thing I would like to find out is if my name is in the credits in the game. It, at all. Well, if anybody, not, anybody not can sure show if, me that. Not sure if in the game, but, you know, yeah. I was scrolling through uh, the imd page of uh yeah. course and you were created yeah. so i'm not sure you know what i'm gonna take it i don't care but <laughs> i mean <laughs> i feel really bad if the other voice actors like is out there and he's like oh he's, i did it i did that a zombie i can't remember <laughs> because i also can't remember if they like i don't know if they were working on resident evil 2 at the same time as they were working on resident evil 3 yeah i thought yeah. resident evil 2 came way before 3 like a whole year so i don't remember I don't even know how they would get the Easter egg in there without getting my recording first. It makes sense. So well, that, yeah, I just so maybe thought, I, uh, maybe that's me. Maybe they somehow <laughs> we're, we're building the games at the same time, and they just took my voice sample and put it in there as like a brilliant, a form of brilliance. But I don't remember doing. It. Yeah, that's that, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. yeah. So, so what did you know about the Resident Evil series before you actually got into it? Well, I played one and two. Mm, I see. I mean, the thing is, is I, I'm a, um, I don't know for you, Ronald, and your viewers know, but I'm a, I'm a big nerd. I'm a big uh, video game person. I played video games since they first came out. You know, I was in the arcades oh. where you know you get your quarters from the guy smoking a cigar. He's um, <laughs> it's like, you know, like the arcades were were seedy and wild back then, and uh, on Young Street, at least where I live in Toronto, and uh, you know, so the experience of it all. It's just that uh, when they first launched, it was just the newest thing. You had pinball, maybe some shooting galleries and stuff like that, <laughs> but nothing like a video, like, you know, an image that you can manipulate on a screen that just wasn't around. Yeah. When it first came out, it did blew everyone's minds and it blew this kid's mind. And so I was one of the first few to like, you know, get on a computer in school when they first came into the schools, the old pet computers with a green monochrome screen, a giant mm. brick. You had to load all the software with with the tape deck, like you know, like a regular oh tape gosh. deck. Yeah, that's how you load your software <laughs> until, until the floppy disks came out. That's yeah. how you were loading data in the schools. Anyway, I'm sure they you know, it was like the tape ribbons you see in the big computers in the back in the day too. It was how they tape was how you loaded software. Yeah. So that's how early I've been like you know goofing around on the very first computers, Commodore 64, Vic 20, of course, before that. And then yeah. I got a television too behind me. My dad was like, kind of like realizing that I was getting into them. So he got me a few consoles when I was younger. I see. Do you still game if you get the time? Of course. Of course. Well, I mean, it takes up too much of my time because I, I like playing games too much. And it's ah. not just like, I'm not one of those people who like, you know, um, will play one game and just play it forever. I, I, I Because I, I grew up in the arcades, I'm really a, a person that just, I will. I need to play an arcade game, and maybe maybe I'll play some Tomb Raider and put some more time into like mm. a story-based game. 
but you'll probably find me more playing like intense, fast paced, you know, just arcade, mm-hmm. maybe roguelike games, you know, uh, just things that you used to put your quarters in. <laughs> yeah. What was your, um, well, initial reaction when you, well, found, found out that it's Resident Evil 3 that you auditioned for or when you got the role? Oh, yeah, I, I was just like completely stoked. It blew my mind. I was so excited because it was, you know, it was a big deal. And they treated it like, it's not like I got stuck in a closet to record this thing. I, was, I went to a major sound studio here in Toronto and, you know, I got into a big booth with glass walls and everything. And like, you know, where bands usually play. So it was a, yeah. it was a big, it was a big sort of a, feel to the whole thing even back then and so i knew i was in like you know a top tier game and uh plus being a fan right because when it resident first came out it just it kind of just sort of like took us all by surprise you know it was like mm. using the 3d engine of the playstation one that's crafting in it it was just like and puzzles and like it was just sort of like really balanced between a lot of different genres yeah and it was scary it was scary Right, yeah. just really scary, and so uh, there wasn't any scary games out there that we knew of beforehand. So um, not really, and it changed everything. Right, then I mean, it created a whole new genre in the game. Yeah, yeah, that's completely true. Have you played uh, RE3 remake? No, I haven't played any of the remakes. Uh, I've been told to play Resident Evil One remake. I'm not so sure. I've been told to play the Resident Evil Three remake. People are being pretty hard on it. Because it's shorter and missing some some things that people really liked about it, uh, but I'll play them eventually. Yeah, um, it's just that I'm I even the first Resident Evils, eventually they just get really hard and scary. <laughs> just like <laughs> I don't I don't even know if I finished them. I can't remember now if I finished any of the Resident Evils. I don't even know if I finished Resident Evil Three. Like I, like to me, I'm like, wait a second, did like what's all this like nemesis mutating into other things? So no idea about that so if that yeah. happened in the original I, I didn't know about that too or maybe i did it was 22 years ago and uh, i'm older now and so i can't quite remember maybe i played it maybe i finished it <laughs> well the reason i asked is because of course um, brad appeared again in yeah so so i'm not sure if you have uh, heard his voice or not well, yeah i know i've watched i've watched the performance absolutely yeah ah. i watched i watched what what they, because i wasn't really watching and you know the other actor to be critic critical or anything like that um yeah i mean my god i thought our performances were were campy and cheesy you know? so <laughs> yeah. uh i i i wasn't going to be like looking at the other actor being critical uh jealous probably but uh just because you know he's in a resident evil game and he's the new brad and, and so I, I i definitely was probably had some kind of like oh man i wish i was in that that uh game um, yeah. doing my voice and doing the original and I think a lot of people who loved Brad Brad my, my it's hard to say but my voice I guess in Resident Evil 3 and and sort of just just so strongly associate Brad to my voice when they heard his voice yeah. they were being the other people would probably be more hard than than I would be as an actor for me I'm just like kudos good for you uh, wish it was me getting gaining that uh, you know experience of running around in a suit with the balls on because we didn't do that <laughs> Yeah. Um, so that'd be, that would be like a fun experience. Um, I just was uh, critical of the, the use, use of the character. Uh, I didn't, I didn't like the way he died in the new remake. Oh, oh, well, yeah. Yeah. That's a, uh, yeah, that's a little bit, a lot. It's contentious, isn't it? It's yeah. something that I think yeah. a lot of people were probably talking about. 
and it's not it's not because um you know i i i feel that my death is superior but i just feel that it is more dramatic and i feel oh, that yeah. the initial reason why brad vickers died in such a horrific way and gross way too uh is that because it would it would instill in the player a sense of dread a sense of absolute horror and and total fear you know because this this yeah. monster this monster exactly. just put a hole in the back of some guy's neck and and um and killed him so viciously and then he was kind of an innocent like kind of character and yeah. so it, it was uh it was meant to scare the hell out of people and it did its job and i taking that away from the the new brad and especially because it was such an iconic way of of a character dying at the hands of such a crazy monster uh and one of the only stars members you see on screen that he kills yeah it was just it was like robbery a little bit and i didn't appreciate the way carlos was made uh after brad had converted to um, hate on brad so viciously we're like you know i've got this effort right when he says i got this effort mm. yeah um, and i thought that was kind of like a little bit of miss you could have had a little bit more compassion seeing i know they weren't never teammates but a little more compassion that he was you know still a, wearing a, a uniform right and, uh, exactly yeah so so there was just so, some of that and it was just and also to not even that just for the for the character for the people the audience watching who have this affection for brad to then be called an effort and then shot to death by one another teammate so for me, it has lost a little bit of its uh, of its magic appeal, which is you know nemesis, yeah. absolutely just brutally killing Brad. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, 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 if that's anybody wants my opinion on that, that's my opinion. It's it's not that his performance was bad. I, I just feel that the Capcom missed the mark on, on the way he died. Yeah, and um, they also got brand new happy actors. Yeah, I'm also happy he didn't die that way. That means the only the OG. <laughs> Yeah, you're the OG. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, it's cool that they got new actors and everything, but I would have been interested in seeing you guys come back to the roles, you know. Well, I mean, think about this, though. You know, the guy who's playing Brad Vickers right now in the new movie, he's a, a big Canadian star doing their own, like, he's made his, he's made, they became a star you're doing their own, like, show, I, I think, right, called Letter Kenny. Mm. He's, he's, on, he's on that show, and it's a Canadian show. It's pretty funny. I've watched some of it. And so he's like a rising Canadian star option, right? Maybe I was a sort of like a, a noted rising voice star when I when I booked Brad in the game series, you know. So I'm 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 excited for him, but uh, I just I don't even know what I was saying. But I think I think I think he's gonna live. I think the new Brad's gonna live. I'm gonna segue into that. It's it's a possibility, but I don't. <laughs> well, think so. What was I talking about? That's the problem with being oh age. That's what I was trying to say. So he's about 30, he's about 30 something, right? And that's kind of like the sort of, that's kind of the age range you need a real Brad to be in, in the storyline. I'm, I'm 50. I may not look it. You know, <laughs> right at 50 years old. It, it's but, your um, voice that's important, you know? I mean, sure it is. Yeah, no, and I understand that. And they can de-age me, right? Modern yeah. technology. <laughs> they could have, you know, but everyone's complaining about the budget already anyway. But like the, the creatures aren't high budgeted enough for them. So we're going to de-age me? No. So anyway, I just, I appreciate it. And I do, I do love the fandom. And I think it's awesome that uh, they, they love my performance and my voice that much. And I hope upon meeting me in person, people 
like me uh, still and or or that much more uh, and i like interacting with the fans so i'm gonna just keep doing it as yeah. the og you know what i mean i'm working on uh trying to get a a uh, just some, a print uh commissioned for people so i can maybe autograph for people coming up yeah that's that's cool um so i believe you would return to the series if asked are you kidding well i mean if capcom themselves like said hey you know we we, we hear the fans and you know and even the newer like my my job is like to get new fans because i have all the old fans right i have anyone who's who loves brad normally they're like i'm like there's no other brad for me you're the brad i'm like i get that one but now i have to sort of like get people sort of wanting to hear my voice who are now the newer the newer crew um and i'm not trying to take the job away from the brad that that they've got or the movie brad and all that stuff i'm just trying to see if i can get back into games period uh but if capcom asked me uh, to do like some kind of you know prequel or something like that with brad damn i'd be happy to do just the voice of that but with mocap and all that you don't have to have the real me there right it could be the yeah, I could be I could be in the game more than I could be in a, in a live action movie. I could be in a game again. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. They can do any kind of magic with that. So, yeah, if Capcom asked me to do a Brad Vickers prequel in mocap um, for a game, man, that'd be that'd be sick for sure. <laughs> yeah, you only had a few lines in RE3. I yeah. believe it was like one session, maybe. Yeah, it was uh, it was one session, but it was a like four hour session, so it was ah, it had some it had some meat to it. Probably probably almost lost my voice. Mm-hmm. And it's it's amazing because you you they want they wanted the performance to be the way they wanted to be, and even just to get the right performance out, it took a lot, um, especially like the death scene and stuff like that. You know, that's a lot of screaming, right? Yeah, uh, and they, and they they wanted things specific, like when when he comes down, he's like. Jill, like I didn't want yeah. to say Jill. Really, really wanted me to say like on the text it was J dot dot J dot 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 J dot dot. And uh, he wanted me to say every J, like say geez. the J's. Jill, <laughs> right? And it was really funny that way. It was like okay, so you're you're you know the performance wasn't as like more naturalistic as it probably. Well, yeah, Whereas I, the, the remake was much more naturalistic. Yeah, I don't want to say your, your guys' performances were bad or anything. No, but uh, of course, uh, the Resident Evil saga one, two, and three, the acting yeah. wasn't really on point. And I don't know if that's because of the directors or I don't know. Well, it might, it might, you know, the directors were two Japanese gentlemen. And oh. um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the, there was the casting director who's the Canadian casting director. She was uh, the facilitating it. She had broken Japanese. Um, and then there was the two Japanese straight from Japan, Japanese gentlemen. And they couldn't commute. They couldn't speak English. Like it just literally, they couldn't even, they had no broken English much. So it was tricky. Um, you know, imagine getting your direction from some people and I don't want to impersonate, impersonate them or get myself probably in some trouble there, but you know it's it's difficult to get the uh, the 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 understanding and the meaning from from uh, someone who's uh, someone from a different culture. Like luckily, yeah. I understood that. I've watched a lot of samurai movies. I grew up loving Japanese culture. I've taken a couple of martial arts when I was younger that were all Japanese based. So I I I had that kind of like understanding of kind of what they were they were wanting because i think they wanted something that was north american feeling but at the same time had the sort of japanese style 
intensity in performance yeah. style. Um, uh, but it so was really of, unique in its own way, you know. So that's yeah. appreciated. Um, you know, um, it is only recently that I uh, started to see you on social media, right? So I'm not sure mm -hmm. if uh, if you only got on recently. Uh, tell me the story about it. Sure. Um, I'm going to make sure to tell the story about it this time. Uh, I was just uh, minding my own business. I had no idea that, uh, like, you know, I, know, I did the, the game, but back then there was no internet and there's no means for fans to let you know at all that they appreciated you. So I'm just, you know, working on my own project with my friend, uh, a YouTube channel that we run uh, called Sludge Pirates. But we're just working on that. We're editing there, sitting there together, working on it. And then, then I get a, a text coming through on my Facebook and, uh, and my, and it's this, uh, this um, young, young woman, her name is uh, Crystal. And she writes me and, uh, and, and says that it wishes me a happy 25th anniversary and uh, that, that she herself became involved in the uh, helicopters and did, you know, was joined the, uh, I guess the, I don't know if it, I forgive me. If, yeah, I don't know if it was the army or if it was the air force, but, but I think no it was problem. the air force. And she, uh, she was doing uh, training missions in Germany and she was telling me all this stuff. And I was like, this is, this isn't real. This isn't real. Someone's not really writing me a letter saying that, that Brad touched them in a way and they always thought about him and they, they think they thought about his character and what he did coming back for his friends. I didn't believe any of it. And then uh, I would mind my own business again, the, the following week. And I get, a, we get another message this time on our sludge pirates form. I guess page on uh, on Facebook, uh, and it was the same. It was the same young woman, and she she was imploring me to get in touch with our uh, my fans on Twitter. Oh, and uh, and her I think her Twitter handle is uh, Vickers and Liquors. So anyone who's uh, in the Resident Evil community on Twitter knows very well who she is. She's very much a, a Brad Vickers fan, and uh, lured me back into the realm of something I had no idea existed. I had no idea that people were at the level of fandom for this uh, franchise the way, the way yeah. I thought they were. I had no idea there were speed runs, <laughs> which I just found out about. <laughs> I, I just, you know what I mean? Like I'm just, and I'm watching, you know, speed run games and cut my scene out. I'm just going to say that, you know, whatever. I, but I guess it can't speed the scene up. Right. So, yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> just, but uh, you know, there's a speed runs and, and the artwork, all these people, there's so many, uh, aspiring artists that Resident Evil has inspired them to draw and to make yeah. art about, and, and I find that I found it instantly amazing. And so I was just like, "What the hell?" And so I just my first instance back wrote on Twitter. I said, "So who are all these Resident Evil, Evil fans I've got?" And yeah. I was shocked and surprised. And it's uh, slowly been building. I, I think, I think uh, maybe a lot of people who played the game early on, or you know, they're kind of my age or a little a little younger. And some of them are not on Twitter, um, but I know that millions of people heard my voice. Yeah, and that's a good feeling, ain't it? <laughs> no, it's uh, absolutely terrifying. Here's the thing. Not terrifying, but it's, here's the thing. It, it, it is kind of interesting and glorious. There's a moment, you know, Peter Parker is walking, to, you know, like in the experiment lab area, and he gets bitten by a spider and he gets all these powers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and then his uncle says, you know, great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. It, kind of feels the, it kind of feels the same way because I've been contacted many times now over by people sending me messages, DMs about, about how much I, 
how much they appreciated me from their childhood. And like I like like Vickers and Lickers really appreciating my um I, I, I guess my work and 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 it touched them and, and I feel responsible. I feel responsible all of a sudden. I've got fans. Rumble Stillskin woke up and all of a sudden I'm surrounded by people who say they love you. Yeah. It's and, the strangest and, feeling in the world. Yeah. It doesn't make sense to it. Doesn't like I'm an actor. I'm used to I, I did, you know, a few gigs that got me to some weird moment where somebody jumped on me randomly at a bar when they saw me because they, they saw my you know, movie the week. They thought, oh my God, there's a young you know, Canadian star, all that stuff. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, 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 okay, crazy, crazy. That was one small instance, but this is like a consistent thing. This is like, I'm not going away with this. This is not, this is Brad Vickers is, you know, <laughs> beloved by these people. <laughs> yeah. And and by 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 fans and i i feel responsible because it was my voice and yeah. and i feel responsible in the way that i just i feel like the responsibility and the power that i've been given is something that i could use to make other people happy and that's something you know if you're a person like me that's just something like you know it's not easy to make other people happy because you know you don't have enough money or you don't have enough time you don't have this this and that so i just saw it instantly as like oh my god I have a, an opportunity here to connect with people who actually really, really love something I did as an artist 22 years ago. It's extremely <laughs> humbling. It's extremely exactly. Humbling. Yeah. For something you did 22 years ago, it really. It's humbling. It's humbling. And exactly. to be hunted down by, you know, people that are, are you know, younger and, and, and played the game and heard my voice from favorite in childhood. Like I was in my 20s, maybe, you know, at the time. Um, but they were in their childhoods and, and it's, it's interesting. It's very interesting. It humbles me and I'm, I'm happy to interact with the fans and see where I can take it if they want me around. And I'll just I'll stick around. Yeah. Have you considered making a cameo account? You know what cameo is? <laughs> yeah, like a voice, um, like doing a voice, a voice thing, like greetings and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. someone else mentioned it to me before as well. And um, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know how that would actually work very well. I guess I'd have to get a script going, like whatever they want me to say, but it's, it's, it's something I haven't thought about yet. Maybe if I, maybe if I booked another Brad Vickers gig with Capcom and it really solidifies me as the, the OG voice, maybe I'd feel more inclined to do stuff like that. I, again, I just don't feel like uh, who's going to, who's going to want one few people but you know oh don't be like that you know <laughs> i'm digging man i'm like i'm fishing for it you know what i'm saying <laughs> exactly <We> love you <laughs> yeah people love you they just need to find you you know well they... you know what here's the thing i i i started on twitter i'm on instagram i'm trying to start a facebook uh, fan page for for me just i'm trying to find places where people can interact with so I, and I'm not very good at social media, so it's taking me a bit of like time and, and I'm, I've been trying to like make my own little stupid clip art uh, to, to like, you know, just to entertain fans and stuff like other than just typing doing video stuff. So some of that takes up time, like, uh, you know, some, some ideas take up time um, putting them together, but I, um, yeah, I'm there for you guys doing that. Yeah, you're doing great. That's, that's something I was saying and I can't remember what I was saying. Yeah, you care for your fans, and they care for you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I didn't know I, they existed, but I and I and I, I now know they. I 
you know, have fans, and I understand why, and I I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So, how does it feel to have played the best character in the Resident Evil? <laughs> you know what? I can't say it's the best because just recently on Twitter, there was a there was a poll going around. And it's like an elimination poll, and they're trying to eliminate um, all the characters up against each other. And I just went up against Claire Redfield. I stood no chance, none. So Brad Vickers is out of the pool now. <laughs> and I say, oh. I got stopped by Claire. <laughs> well, so okay. you may be the favorite for some people, but obviously Claire, Claire appeals to a certain, certain amount of people for certain reasons. Let's just yeah, say. let's just say that. <laughs> so like I, said, um, I blamed I blamed hormones last time. <laughs> <laughs> so do you know the other RE three actors, voice actors? No, not really, not really at all. No, no, it's it's not something that I. Um, yeah, I, I, no, never met him because then we didn't do those things. We didn't actually get together. Uh, no, they didn't invite us as a cast members to, to come and meet each other. We were individually in the, um, we were individually recorded. So we didn't work with each other. Whereas mocap now, the other actors get to really act, act with each other because it's mocap is more of a form of theater. Um, yeah. Acting, and it is uh, film and television or audio voice work. Well, personally, I think maybe if they would have put, put you all together in the booth, maybe, you know, you guys could have acted off each other and the performance oh, it would have been, been better. Be, yeah. Of course, it would have been fun. Yeah, absolutely. But, uh, you know, we're still actors. Yeah. We're like yeah. a voice actor. I'm an actor. I'm just actor. Yeah. Boy, voice is yeah. just one avenue of the acting. So That's just an extension. Uh, a yeah. DLC. So, yeah, it, it would, yeah, so it would be cool. It would be cool, man, if we were together. And I, I know that other actors have that experience where they've gotten to be... Um, in the room together and work together. So I know that that's possible. We just didn't, we didn't get that, uh, that luxury. Yeah. Um, so um, what is the, like, the most recent Resident Evil game you played? Uh, four. Four. I, no, five would probably be the, the correct answer, but I played mm, maybe about 10 minutes of it. <laughs> I just kept dying and it was totally different. It didn't make, it was not making sense. And I was just dying and I just got frustrated. So I put it down. So I didn't, okay. I didn't, I didn't play five. So I, I I'd say I I finished four starting five. And that was the last one I touched. So you haven't played six. Good. <laughs> no, is that, no, is that one, is that one panned, universally well, panned. Well, people say it's bad and that it's not really a Resident Evil game, but I mean, for what it is, it's good. It's just not really doesn't catch the horror style. Yeah, is it more action based? More action based, yeah. Yeah. yeah but I try least... sometimes different things, you know. I mean, they, they were probably they're probably thinking, Luke's gonna be cool, man. This is gonna be oh, combat. Yeah. Oh yeah. People want to see Leon and Rip Chris do shoulder rolls, man. They want to see <laughs> mix herbs, okay? Shoulder <laughs> rolls, not herbs. Yeah. Well, uh, I uh, earlier you were talking about those ground sounds and pain sounds you did for Brad. Yeah. I think those were used for the mercenaries mode in RE3. You know the mercenaries mode? Uh, That's no. like a mode where you can kind of choose from and play as the other characters and kill a, well, let's say you is have it, to kill like 50 zombies and that's the mission. It's like, and you have a timer. Okay, so, but is that is that in the original game? I is think it so it is. I think so it is. It's not, it, it's, not a sto it's not story mode related. It's just 
you know, some side shit. Well, I have, I have the, I don't have the original, but I have the, uh, I guess the copy on my PS3. So I've got mm. a PS3 copy of Resident Evil 3. I see. I think I it should check. be there. But I think you yeah, have maybe. to finish the game first, I think. Right. Well, I, I, I also asked, um, again, using some of my celebrity power here, I asked a modder uh, that I saw had done uh, a good job modding another uh, Resident Evil game to try to get the, the OG Brad Vickers into the games, right? So um, I don't know which, which game that they're going to work on, but um, I think probably one of the popular ones. I just can't remember. Ah, I see. So well, we may get we may get to see our our own Brad Vickers mod. You can thank me for that. Well, that that'd be amazing. Actually, yeah, well, that reminds uh, me. Happens. I'm, I'm not paying them, so it's just out of like <laughs> out of the kindness of their heart. Uh, yeah. But I'll pay them in other ways. They'll, 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 I don't know. I can't say who it is just yet. I don't know if they're working. Ah, I see. What's the do? So, so I had this question that I just came up with. If you were asked to, you know, record for RE3 Remake, you know, just to replace the lines by a modder or something, would you be up for it? <laughs> you know, that's a sensitive question because um, it's not something that uh, I would do in terms of like, like I don't want to, I wouldn't want to replace the other performers' lines. It's just, it, it's just like a kind of, disrespectful thing on my and my from my end because i it's not my role i didn't get hired for that part and it's not that he's his performance was bad at all but i would do it out of absolute for absolute fun you know what i mean if it was just for yeah. fun um and it wasn't for sale and it wasn't to make money uh, i would do it for fun for say for, for fans who just really love my voice absolutely yeah uh, but but as a form of respect from one actor to another, I wouldn't do it unless the Capcom hired me to do it specifically. I see. And that's happened when that's happened when they people are unhappy with whose voices they get hired and they get looped over by another actor. But in this case, that would be just for mod fun, and it would be not out of disrespect. Yeah, exactly. So you know that would be just really cool to, you know, uh, you getting back into the character of Brad. So amazing. <laughs> that would yeah, be it'd be nice. interesting. I mean, I listen. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. Of course, I, I, I did actually think about that. I, you know, I recorded the scene, his scene, and I looked at it, and I thought about, hmm, I wonder what it would sound like if I redid the lines. Um, but I, I didn't. I didn't because I just I had that that fear that it's it would seem like I was doing it because I was jealous or I was upset or, oh. you know what I mean? Like it had to have been sort of like the right reasons for me doing it. And that the right reasons would be for fan service. Exactly. Definitely, yeah. definitely not for me be going, oh, come on, Brad. I don't want to, you know. Oh yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, like people would take it like disrespectful. Cause you know, you're, you're just doing it for the fan base and you know, yeah. the f fans also want to hear how would that sound? in r3 remake you know uh, absolutely you know but uh, again until it's done like i would need to be it'd have to be kind of professional like and uh i'd have to uh, yeah you know work on the piece because his performance was his performance and, and, and it, it, he made it his own and he, mine mine would be oh yeah voice yeah. i'm not there doing it in balls little balls like him so, you know. yeah so so if you were to do it you would do it differently in a different way in your own way Oh yeah, I mean, if I was to redo the whole thing, like if I was to do mocap on 
it would be completely different, right? But in terms of the voice, the, the lines are the lines. I, and, and the unfortunate thing, uh, I've had to do this before when I got hired on a, a Jim Henson's The Brats of the Lost Nebula. The puppeteers had already done the animatronic puppeteers had done all the work um, for the sh and they shot it with the puppeteers' voices and rhythms. So you got the puppeteer doing, you know, well, I don't know what to do. And then when I'm auditioning in the room and I'm like, yeah, but I'm talking like this, you know, from Ryle. And it's like, how do I match my voice now to a guy who talks real slow? And then all of a sudden you had to talk like Ryle. And just sort of shape it. Dear yeah. God, that sounds so like SpongeBob. <laughs> it was, thanks. But it was really hard. It was really hard, you know, to do the Brats of Lost Nebula because I had to oh, watch. Yeah. I had to watch the other actors' mouths, you know? They gave us like, you know, matchings and it's always just, you know, when you start, but I still had to watch the screen and watch the puppeteer's mouth open in ways that he was, rhythm he was going at. And, yeah. and then having to shape my own voice in his rhythm. So it'd be the same thing. It'd be me having my Brad voice and then having to shape it into the rhythm of his delivery of the text because the mouth opening and closing, I'd have to kind of match it. Yeah, so it would still yeah. sound a little different. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be, wouldn't be OG Brad exactly because just because it won't be my rhythm. You know what I mean, Does that makes sense. Yeah, it does make completely nice sense or whatever. Yeah. Perfect sense. If I yeah. did the acting, if I did the acting first and then they animated it, yeah, the mouth and all that stuff would make match my rhythm. But because they've they've already anim animated it. Yeah. I have to match that animation in order for my voice, for the sound of it to make sense, right? Yeah. It just looks like bad lip sync. Yeah. So it, that, that would be the challenge. And I'm up for it, but it'd have to be someone who is a serious modder, wants to do that mod for the fans, for fan service. So. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if this is a personal question or not, but have you been asked before to record some Brad uh, stuff for, I don't know, for memes or for fan service again? No, no, I have not been asked to do anything. Oh, you know, no, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I have, but it's, um, but again, uh, yeah, I have. I, I just, I, I guess that's what I didn't know that's what you classified it. But I, this is again, you know, me finding out I had fans in Brazil. I had no idea. Oh, I've wow. Got, <laughs> I've got a huge amount of fans in Brazil. And I had two Brazilian fan sites contact me, both. Both uh, young ladies who run these, these or are part of fan sites. Anyway, they, they work with them. And yeah, they asked yeah. me to do some greetings and uh, just for their fans in Brazil. And I was like, oh, geez, I would love to give a few greetings to fans in Brazil. That would be so wild. So I did two. I did two. Unfortunately, I think, you know, they were a little low res, but that was probably a mistake I made. But um, um, I, I think there's two out there that I've done. Um, and I just sort of like did a little bit of a Brad acting for those moments for sure. Mm. I don't know where you can find them. They're, they're on Brazilian fan sites. <laughs> I mean, well, I've got my written copies. Uh, <laughs> um, so the Brad's, Brad's voice is, I think, just a little bit more high pitched than yours. I can't really recall it. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder if you, could, uh, if you could do it, you know. I knew you were going to ask me that wrong. I get. <laughs> Um, but I, I don't know if I can do it. That's the thing. And like, what am I supposed to do? What are the, what are the lines I'm supposed to say? I can't remember my lines that I know. Oh, so you don't have like a memorable line. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I have a famous line. So I have famous lines, you know, which ones they are. Mm -hmm. I just had, um, uh, what's, what's the, um, 
the one that everyone likes to always quote me on after stars members there's no escape i i yeah yeah and i did a remix i did a remix of, of the original scene i already did a remix i did it on my my phone at the time i didn't have this microphone but i put that out into the world that's out on twitter it's a remake uh, just a remix i did of, of the scene between jill and i and i did i brought my voice from 22 years after into mm-hmm. the world. yeah i i haven't seen that yet you haven't seen that yet i haven't I need okay. to check it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just really done really fast. I did it extremely fast. And I didn't think about it too much. But it still involved me doing like, what I mean by fast is I did 10 recordings for each line. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just delivered all at once. I had to like, sort of like, make sure every individual line, like it was when I shot it back in the day, every line had sort of like its own energies behind it. I so, see. So it took, it took a, a bit of, concentration mm, i see well because what, what were you looking what are you looking for me to say well i mean pretty much anything from, from the game you could say i mean like perhaps say that famous line the is not after us if you remember that listen he's coming for us we're both gonna die oh my oh, gosh yeah. man is that something like that yeah you got it yeah um but then we you only have uh, four lines in the game <laughs> yeah. I don't have a lot. And uh, what, what else is real there? crime? It's a real crime. It's yeah, but uh, again, I think you were in some of the cutscenes, and those lines I, are not really counted. I think, I think the lines that I say are some of the most famous lines in the game. That's that's just my feeling. Yeah, because there's not a I mean, lot of them. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Is Wesker in the game? Does he get to say a lot of cool stuff? Probably. Oh but, yeah. Not not in but, three because um, he wasn't there. But. Three? Okay, yeah. So 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 my line must have been one of the most memorable lines. Like he's after stars members. There's no escape. In fact, that's what the Brazilian fan sites wanted me to really say the most. Well, well, since the game has only three lines, perhaps if you could, uh, you know, <laughs> um, uh, you know, um, so the first line is, "I didn't know you were still alive, Jill." Oh yeah, I didn't know you were still alive, Jill. The second one is, the police aren't trained for this kind of situation. What could they do? Police aren't trained for this kind of situation. What could they do? And the last one, you'll see. He's after STARS members. There's no escape. You'll see. He's after STARS members. There's no escape. See, it takes me a while. But I can't just do it. But, but you got it. <laughs> you, you still got it. And You'll I- see. <laughs> And how was the um, the Crimson Head uh, stream? Great, you didn't watch it. I I wasn't there, unfortunately. Well, I wanted to it. watch it uh, later on, but I want to ask you about it first. Great, I get great. Into it. They're they're great people. It was a, it was a great experience. We did have a, a problem with the time zones, so the stream wasn't started properly. It started much earlier than it was intended um, because I, I I messed up the time zone stuff. It was just miscommunication. And so it started late. I started early for everyone. So some people were around, some people weren't. But I think we had about 70 people in the stream, which was, that's a great number for me. That's a small, a small theater. And, um, mm-hmm. and then we had a lot of good questions. And I was a bit silly in that one. And as you can see, I'm, I'm dressed more refined and ready to go to work. So mm-hmm. <laughs> a, little different, a little different today, but equally having a good, good chat in both streams. So, um, 
um, as a, I'm not sure if this is personal or not, but what do you do for a living if, if you know, if you don't act? Well, uh, as a professional actor who, um, it's really hard to say, I, I guess I can only call myself an artist who just takes odd jobs to survive. Uh, for instance, you know, because of the pandemic and all that stuff, I, I was, I was working at an extremely high-end fancy tapas bar as the host uh, or the uh, slash doorman. So I was the door, mm-hmm. I was the front door. I'm not a gigantic tall human being, but my presence was strong enough. And I was there for about five years. And when the pandemic struck, uh, that job disappeared. No more needing a door person for the time being at that point. Mm. And so now, for some reason, I can't escape the door position. I'm now working very minimally because, you know, the way the situation is here in Canada, we're still getting government supports to just help us transition into your jobs. Uh, and so now, for some reason, I'm working the front door and checking vaccine passports at uh, Toronto's oldest movie theater, which is amazing. So it's a second-run movie theater built in 1912. Mm. And, um, and so I, I work the front door there right now. In, it, in between it, auditioning and all that stuff. Yeah, that's cool. So it kind like of I'm feels like... On, I'm shooting on the 25th. Sorry, I'm shooting on the 25th. I booked a gig. Oh, really? One day, yeah. yeah. Shooting one day on a... On a show hopefully really big one hopefully hopefully you do get the role <laughs> oh no i did get the role i'm shooting on the 25th i have it oh okay sorry yeah. i thought you were gonna nothing, audition okay it's not no no, no no i've already i've already i'm, I'm shooting ahead like so i i am working i'm working as an actor i'm working as a mm. format is what i meant by like just sort of trying to get your monies from a lot of different places and if i could get my you know my art styles and gear i can start working back in my leather because i make things in leather and so, um, you know, maybe you can make some cool stuff out of leather. Heck, maybe make some Resident Evil-like things out of leather. Well, that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and before we end this, is there anything Brad has to say about the Vogue podcast? Hey, you know, if uh, you have the opportunity to be on the Vogue podcast, please do. Ronald's a good guy. So, so you are. And uh, of course, make sure to check out Evan's uh, social media sites. He's on Twitter, Instagram. I'm pretty sure his Twitter handle is at Evan Saba. And yeah, his name. Instagram is at OG Brad Vickers, I think. Are you also on Facebook? I'm on Facebook, but I'm just starting that fan page. It's not a group. It's a fan page. I think you'll still be able to like leave messages on my posts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I'm just starting it out. It has nobody on it. If you are interested in joining the Facebook fan page, then it'll probably instigate me doing more on it so um, yeah. if you hear this just hit the join and um I'm, I'm there on facebook as well yeah we will include the links in the description and thank you so much of him for coming on it's been a hey ron thank you so much uh, the, the vogue podcast <laughs> i can yeah, never man. say vogue podcast ever It'd be amazing okay cool yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully we'll have you on in the future yeah well, i'm around you know yeah so ha- have a great day at work And yeah, thank you again. It's been a pleasure. All right.